Good morning and welcome to church this blessed Sunday morning. It's great to have us gather together like this, even though we are gathering virtually, but the Spirit of God is still with us because we are gathering in Zion. Um, over the past few weeks, we've talked, we've looked at a series called It's Time for Something New. Um, two Sundays ago, we looked at, we just looked at the general concept. We saw the trend of Israel. They were closer to the promised land than they were when they left Egypt. They were just at the precipice of entering in. And God began to give them some instructions for their final transition into inheritance. And, you know, I spent some time showing how the journeys of Israel in the wilderness or the journeys of Israel from, from, from Egypt to the promised land seems like a superimposition of the journeys of God's people, you know, from when we are called out of the world into the inheritance that we have in God, into, our, into the fulfillment of our mandate in God. So last week we looked at the instruction that God gave the people of Israel to circumcise themselves again because this was a generation that did not really understand the ways of the Lord and there was some, you know, God had decreed even from the time of Abraham that every man child that comes out of the, the, the womb should be circumcised on the eighth day. But this generation did not know circumcision. And God said, you cannot enter into promise. You cannot enter into inheritance the way you came out of bondage, the way you came out of the world. Egypt is like a, a type of the world. So we saw that we went in depth and we used that to examine the concept of the holiness of God and the reality of our holiness as God's people. Today, we're going to move a little step further and then look at the systems, the spiritual systems of Zion. Okay, so we're still using the, the, the text in Joshua 5 as our foundational scripture. But, but before we go ahead, let's just spend some time to pray. Just ask the Lord for grace this morning. Ask him for grace. Ask him for grace. Ask him for grace. Grace to hear and to do. Grace for your heart to be opened, to receive the engrafted word of God that is able to transform our life, that is able to change our life, that is able to give us an inheritance. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 20, they say, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. So it's the word of God that enables us to enter into inheritance as we hear and as we become what we are hearing, we are able to enter in. So begin to ask the Lord, say, Lord, Open my heart. Open my heart. Let scales fall off my heart. Let scales fall off my eyes. Let resistance, let things that fight, you know, the true word of God in my life, let it fall off. Let my heart not be bound by tradition, but let me enter into the purpose of the Father at this time. And pray also for me that the Lord will give me grace to speak his word with truth and with power that would hear the word of God and deliver it as he has placed in the spirit. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you because... Your word is coming with life this morning. The Bible says that the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life, oh God. Help us to enter into life. Help us to enter into inheritance. Help us to enter into fulfillment of your sovereign will in the name of Jesus. I pray for my listeners this morning, oh God. Let their ears be open. Let their hearts be open. Let their eyes be open to receive and to understand and to discern and to do, oh God. And I ask, oh God, for grace to be poured upon my lips that I may speak with, with the pen of with my lips as the pen of a ready writer, oh God. Thank you, Father, because you are transforming us as a community and as a people into the things that were written concerning us before the foundations of the earth. We give you praise. In Jesus' matchless name we pray. Amen. Amen. So let's go to Joshua chapter 5 and, you know, continue from where we stopped last week. But this time we're looking at the spiritual systems 
of Zion, the spiritual systems of Zion. Where we stopped was, you know, the children of Israel had been circumcised in Gilgal and God then said that today, you know, um, this day the reproach of Egypt has been rolled off you. Okay, so we, we'll continue the journey in verse 10. It says, Now the children of Israel camped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at twilight on the plains of Jericho. And they ate of the produce of the land on the day after Passover. Unleavened bread and parched grain on the very same day. Verse 12 says, Then the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land. And the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate of the but they ate of the food of the land of Canaan that year. So, like we've, like, we've, like we've said over the past two Sundays, this is this chapter, chapter 5 is a scripture of transition. And we saw that God had said to the people in earlier chapters, He said, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow I shall do great things among you. And then they crossed the Jordan River. And we saw the patterns through which they crossed the Jordan River, very different from how they crossed the Red Sea. They crossed as a company. They crossed, you know, with a mandate and in unity. And then when they crossed, it was, that brings, that, that's what brought us to chapter 5, where God began to give instruction. And he said, first of all, he said to, to Joshua, he said, make sharp knives and circumcise these people again because they were not circumcised in the wilderness. So that, we dealt with that last week. But after that circumcision, the Bible says that and they were healed and they remained where they were until they were healed. And then the Bible says that they now, the and then they now, the Bible says in, 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 in verse 10 that, and then after that event of circumcision, they now kept the feast of the Passover, okay, just in the plains of Jericho. Because don't forget that what was standing between them and inheritance now was Jericho. They had crossed the Jordan. And then after that, the Bible gives us a very interesting piece of data. It says in verse 11, it says, and they ate of the produce of the land on the day after the Passover, unleavened bread and parched grain on the very same day. Then, so after they started to experience the new, Bible says, then the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land and the children of Israel no longer had manna. Now, to understand the concept of, of what the writer here was saying, we need to go back to Exodus chapter 16, you know, to fully understand the story of manna. And how manna came to be. Okay? Um, you see, manna was is a, an outcome of a system in God. The Bible says in, in Hebrews chapter 12 that when we get born again, we have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God. Okay, now the word city, you know, is, is, a, is, a, is a word that presupposes a, a complex multiple complex systems that make a city run. So, just like you have the city of Lagos, and you know that in the, in the, in the old days, you know, when the Bible was written, you had what you call city-states, okay? So, such that just as we would have in a city today or in a state or in a nation, you would have a political system, you would have an economic system, you would have a judiciary system, you would have different sort of systems, okay, a transportation system, you would have um, um, financial systems in the city, in the state, in the nation, okay. Also, in the city of God, which is Zion, which is where we belong, there are many systems there. 
and you know it's like you move to a new um you move to a new city or you move to a new country one of the ways in which you will succeed in a new territory a new country a new city is by understanding the systems at work in that place otherwise your effectiveness will be very limited so there are some systems you are used to where you are coming from and when you come into that system you know um when you when you where you're coming from and if you are used to that system you may find that where you are going to how they operate there the systems they are different okay so systems are important systems are a collection of different moving you know functions and organs working together for 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 for, for to achieve a specific outcome so even in your body for instance you have the respiratory system, you have the circulatory system, you have the digestive system and all of that. And that's different parts of your body coming together to work. Okay, the organs, the, the different parts of your body coming together to work to produce, you know, different things for you. So, in the kingdom of God, which the Bible calls Zion, city of God, there are systems. Just like in academia or in mathematics or in any branch of knowledge, you also realize that you have what you call simple systems. And complex systems. So let's say, for instance, your child is in grade one or, you know, just starting the foundation of mathematics or arithmetic. You'll be taught the basic numbering system. One, two, three, four, five, and so on. Okay, and then we'll be taught the decimal system where when the number gets to 10, it starts over again. Those are basics. Okay, they are, that are the foundation of everything. But then you find that when we want to launch a rocket to space, you know, that foundational basic system, while it's important, at that foundational level, that simple level, is not going to be enough to be able to, you know, calculate the equations in physics that will be required to launch a rocket. So, you now see that higher systems, higher systems of mathematics would then be introduced. That, you know, back in the day, at least in my day when I was in primary school, you were told that, if you if you divided if you if you if you wanted to do it, let's say that you wanted to do two minus one, the answer would be one. But then if you are told one minus two, you know at 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 nursery school level one minus two, the answer will be impossible because at that stage you are still dealing with a simple system. Then when you get a little higher, maybe in grade two, three, or four, I don't know, you now begin to understand the concept of negative numbers. Okay, and you now realize that oh one minus two, there's something called minus one. Okay, that's a higher system. Okay, so in the kingdom of God, there are also systems. There are systems at different levels. And the higher you go in God, the more introduced you would be to the higher system. But sometimes for you to attain, you know, for you to be brought into the understanding of the higher systems, you may need to put aside the lower systems. The lower systems are not bad, but the lower systems are limited. So, manna, because the Bible says that when the trend of Israel... Once they taste, once they began to eat of the, the food of the land, don't forget at this time they were at the borders okay, of the promised land. You know, once they began to eat of that fruit, the Bible says that the lower system, which was manna, it stopped. And then they were now introduced to a higher system, which was the fruit of the land. Okay, so we're, we're going to go to Exodus 16 to understand the manna system. Okay, and to understand that, yes, it's a system in the spirit, it's a system in Zion. And there are many other systems. This is just one example of system. There are many systems. There are many, 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 many systems. But we'll talk about a few as much as we can. So it says that in Exodus 16, 
I'll just try and read a bit because of time. It says, um, let me start from verse 2. It says, Then the children of the whole congregation of the children of Israel, okay, they complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. When we sat by the pots of meat and when we ate bread to the food, you, you can tell that these are still babies because at the first sign, now don't forget that in chapter 15, which is just the previous chapter, chapter 15 was full of singing. They were rejoicing because God had just brought them through the Red Sea. They were happy. Miriam composed the song, you know, I will sing unto the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horses and the rider have been thrown into the sea and the people were happy with tambourines and they were singing and rejoicing. But just after that, experienced a little challenge and it didn't occur to them. Because by the time we read the Psalms, we begin to see that God, the, 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 the Psalmist began to say that the heart of the children of Israel was hardened so that they always refused to consider the previous thing that God has done. Okay? And because when God does some things for us, not only are we meant to enjoy those things, but it's meant to add depth to our faith. To say, look, the God that did that will do this next one. Okay, so the children of Israel, when they faced a situation of hunger, they, they didn't realize that all they had to do was to ask God and to trust Him. Rather, they began to complain and they began to wish that I ah, wish we had gone back to Egypt. Now, th this is one of the major tricks of Satan, where Satan begins to the things that God has delivered us from. By the time as you are, by the time as God's children, we are making we are making our journey into the into the into the fulfillment of inheritance. Okay, you would necessarily face some difficulty. Bible says that he say in Deuteronomy he says that he caused them to hunger. So the lack of food was not that God forgot to feed his people. It was a training for them. Say he caused them to hunger so that they may learn to trust him. Okay, so he caused them to organize the wilderness. And then, of course, he now gave them manna, which their fathers did not know. Okay, so the Bible says that at this time, children of Israel were, were hungry. They were began to complain. We wish we had gone back to, to Egypt. And that's what Satan does. He makes, at the slightest, you know, challenge that we face, he makes us begin to long for the days of bondage. But he doesn't, he doesn't, picture, he doesn't show us the picture of bondage. He shows us, you know, for deception to be deception, it will not look like deception, okay? If somebody comes to you and says, this thing that you are seeing is, like, is not like this, you easily know. But you see, for deception to deceive you, or to, for deception to be able to deceive somebody that wants to be deceived, or that can be deceived, it would have an appearance of truth. So, that's what Satan did. He began to introduce these ideas to their head. It made them forget that this Egypt they wanted to go back to, it was a place that they had been crying for over 400 years. That they wanted to be delivered from. And, and, and sometimes, you know, just because of pressure, we, can, we find it easy to lose sight of the things that God has taken us away from. We find it easy to lose sight of the, of the sacrifice, you know, that Jesus had to go through to bring us out of darkness, to bring us out of bondage. And at the slightest sign of trouble, at the slightest sign of difficulty, you know, God's people can begin to long for the old days of darkness. Okay, but that's that's that, that those are people that, are, that have not been talked into Zion. That they are still they are still they are still one leg in, in Egypt and, and I mean their, their, their bodies are in Zion, but their hearts, their desires are in Egypt. And that's where the circumcision of the heart comes in, where we are now fully plugged in to the God of Zion and to the ways of Zion. 
So, now, God then told Moses, he said, look, um, after they had complained, you know, God told Moses, he said, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. And they shall go and gather it. Now, this bread that was rained down is what was called manna. It was called manna by the children of Israel because they didn't know what it was. Okay, They didn't know what to call it. It looked like bread. It looked like wafers, whatever. So they said, what is it? So manna in Hebrew is like, what is it? And now, so just, just for speed's sake, okay, let's go down to, to the end of that scripture. That's verse 38, if I'm not mistaken. Um, sorry, just give me a few seconds. Yeah, let's go to verse 35. Let's go to verse 35. So in verse 35, we now see something interesting there. So the, the writer then gives us a summary of the whole thing about manna. He says that, And the children of Israel ate manna 40 years until they came to an inhabited land. They ate manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan, which is where we read in Joshua 5. Now, what is manna? Manna is a, should I say, is a lower spiritual system in God. It's a, it's a valid spiritual system, but it's a lower spiritual system in, in Zion where the resources of heaven are deployed in your direction. You have no part in its preparation. You have no part in its, in its distribution. All you need to do is just receive. Just receive. It's a system. It's a system. And manna is a system that is deployed and designed for children, for babes. Okay? Because how did manna come? Every day they woke up, the manna had fallen down. The Bible says, I think in Psalm 78, the Bible called manna the bread of angels. You see, they ate the food of angels. So we don't know whether it meant that that was food that angels eat, or maybe it was angels that prepared it, or it was angels that distributed it. But we know that the Bible called it the bread of angels. And what the children of angels had to do was that they were receiving an end product. Okay? They didn't have to work for it. They didn't have to plant anything and reap anything and take it through a baking process. They woke up every morning and manna was ready. All they had to do was receive and eat. Receive and eat. When you go through the Gospels, when you go through the whole of Scripture, you would see this dimension at every time. When God calls a man or when God calls a people, he introduces them to the manna dimension. The manna dimension is meant to reveal the love of God to you. It's meant to reveal the fatherhood of God to you. It's meant to reveal the care of God to you. It's meant to ground your heart and assure you that God will take care of you, that God can be trusted, that God will help you. Okay? But you see, that's not all there is to being in Zion. Because, you know, the Bible says something in the book of John. Um, the Bible says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes should not perish, but have eternal life. Okay? That's just, I mean, once you believe, you don't perish, you have eternal life. But in John 1, 12, he said, as many as believed him, to them he gave the power, the right to become the sons of God. So, on this side, you have eternal life. On this side, you, are, you, are, you believe him to, have the, to, 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 to become the son of God. And we know that, when the Bible talks about the sons of God, it's talking about people who, not just that they have eternal life, but they are co-heirs with God. I mean, they are co-heirs with Christ and the heirs of God. They are, they are working with the Father, you know, to establish his kingdom. So, 
from one perspective, the mana, the mana system, the mana dimension is a dimension of, of, of care, of foundations, of, of, of raising babes. Okay, and everyone started out as a babe, so there's nothing wrong with that as a child. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. But you see, when it comes to the deeper things of God, we need to transition. When I say transition, it doesn't mean that we are no more being cared for by God. But our predominant priority is not, it's not just that God is caring for me. No, it's that God has purposes on the earth that he wants to accomplish through my life. And my responsibility is to partner with him. Okay, so manna was, if you look at, if you go to Exodus 16 that we read, we don't have the time to go to it verse by verse, by verse but manna as a system was meant for sustenance, was meant to sustain Okay, for a time, was meant to sustain. Okay, so manna, the coming of manna had nothing to do with you. All you had to do was just go out and receive. It's a little like when you get born again as a young believer, you know. You know how some young believers say, I'm some of us, some of us say today, ah, I remember when I just got born again. I would just pray. Before I even finish praying, I'll just get the answer. You know, you didn't have to, you didn't even have enough, you didn't need, you didn't need to exercise faith. Like that, because there's a dimension of faith that is exercised when there, there's a time lag between your request and the manifestation. But you see, as a babe or as a young, young infant, let me use that word because babe can mean other things in, <laughs> in different contexts. Okay. So as a young infant, okay, a young infant in, 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 in Zion. You are, you are introduced to the system of manna where you just pray. Before you have a chance to begin to say, ah, it has not happened, answers come, okay? And you are excited. That's the purpose of manna, to sustain you as you are growing. But the idea is that, that's what Bible says in Peter, says that as newborn babes desire the sincere milk, because milk is what is given to babes. Something that is easy, sorry, infants, okay? Something that is easy for you to, digest something that is easy for you to take in because you don't have teeth yet you cannot engage with the meats of the world you cannot engage with the strong with the bones you know jesus said something said that my my meat is to do is to do the the, the work of the father and to finish it that's a john chapter four okay but in 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 as a babe you're not so much concerned about the work of the father yet no your concern is about god will take care of me god loves me god cherishes me I'm the best thing in the whole of the kingdom. Oh, in fact, Jesus, if I was the only one on earth, Jesus would have come to die for me. All these are factually, spiritually true. Okay? But this is, these are the preoccupations, okay, of, of, of infants where you know this. And of course, you cannot, you, you can, actually, you cannot mature into the other systems if you are not grounded, okay, in these manner systems. What else is it about manner? I said that manner is, 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 is for sustenance. So you see that in, 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 in Exodus 16, God gave them instruction. He said, look, you must pick it up every day. So there was a training involved. So pick it up every day. God was training you and teaching you how to depend on him. Okay? And of course, you know the children of Israel, stubborn as they are, as some of us are, you know, God said, pick every day, but some will keep, they will hold and say, that, let me pack more. And of course, the Bible says that worms came and began to eat the things and they began to get rotten, okay? And then God says to them, on the sixth day, take two times the size you normally take because on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, you are not meant to go out and engage with manna at all. You are meant to be devoted to God. That was a holy day for you. But again, these stubborn guys 
Some of them will still want to go out on that seven day, you know. And God said, but I've warned you, okay? But you see, that manna was, was for sustenance. It was not, you couldn't build anything of lasting significance with manna, okay? It was just meant to take you on a day-to-day basis. Now, I want to move very fast now. So, I, I, I hope I've been able to, 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 to show that. Maybe I should give a, a, a bit more data. If we look at the Gospels, for instance, you know, when Jesus was on earth, we see that in, 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 in Mark chapter 2, you know, the, the, the Pharisees or the, 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 the Jews, they asked Jesus, they said, why do your disciples not fast? Okay? When the, other, when the disciples of John and the other disciples are fasting. And Jesus said to them, he said, look, that the, that the, 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 the friends or the children of the bridegroom do not need to fast when the bridegroom is with them. But when the bridegroom is taken away, okay, they will fast. So, at the time when the bridegroom was with them, it was their manner, they were engaging with manner systems. Jesus gathered the disciples together, empowered them, and sent them to go and preach the gospel. You never heard that the disciples had to fast and pray before they went out. Or they were riding on, they were riding on the credit of Jesus. Jesus is the one that did the work. They were riding on the credit of Jesus. They went out, demons were, you know, Demons bowed down to them. And when they came back, they were so excited. They said to Jesus, you know, um, we went out, we saw the demons. We saw demons bow down to us. They trembled in your name and everything. And Jesus said, I saw Satan like lightning fall. So Jesus was saying, look, before you went out, these things you are seeing, I am the one that engineered it to happen. Maybe some nights before, I was the one praying. And in the spirit, I would already seen Satan fall. So that the things you were now seeing in your engagement, you know, is because... I had handled some things for you. And that's what manna is. Okay? The, 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 the bread was prepared by angels. It was made by angels or made for angels, whatever it is. But it was delivered to them fresh every morning. It was just their job is to eat. Okay? So sometimes when we are engaging like the faith of God, the Bible says in the book of um, Romans chapter 1, it says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto, unto salvation to the Jew first and also to the Greek. He said, for daring, for daring the, the righteousness of God, okay? When he said righteousness of God, okay? Righteousness of God is revealed from faith. One level of faith to faith. Okay, we are going from faith to faith. So, faith is in dimensions. Now, there is a faith. And many times, we want to do big things for God. But we are riding on the faith from a manner system. So, the faith to receive, like Jesus was, you know, Jesus, Jesus um, came on earth and was doing some fantastic things, healing the sick, raising the dead. To engage Christ and to receive from Christ, the faith to receive was, the faith that required was, only, was just a faith to receive. Just like manna, okay? All they needed to do was go out. Of course, the manna was not going to fall inside their bedroom. They still had to go out to get it. But that was all. Faith to receive. Oh, Jesus, I have the issue of blood. And the Bible says, and she kept saying to herself, you know, that if I'm able to touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. And she went and touched it. And the Bible says that, and virtue left him. Now, the question is this. Two things were required for her healing. Her faith to receive, but the virtue. Now, the question is, how did that virtue come? The virtue was the power of God. Okay, so that you see that the faith required for her to receive was different from the virtue, the virtue, the power inherent in Christ that released that healing to her. But how did Christ get the power? Christ didn't just believe. No. Christ then had to leave the manna dimension and enter into the higher systems of Zion to engage the Spirit of God 
to receive that power so that the receivers could have faith to receive. So anytime you see things of great significance being done for God, we, have, we can always have we always have a choice to make. Do I want to just operate at the dimension of the receiver? If you want to buy bread in maybe any of these, you know, grocery stores or bakeries, it's very simple. All you have to do there is take your money and buy. The bread is already there. You don't want, you are not bothered about how the 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 bakery or the bakery bakery owner whether there's you are not bothered about how to source for flour, you are not bothered about how to source for sugar, you are not bothered about oh, we need to get the machines to be able to produce this bread on a daily basis. No, your job is get your money, go there, buy and go. Okay, that's manner, that's the manner system, and it's a very important foundational system in God where we learn the the, the we learn the foundational truths about who the father is. Okay, and sometimes we can so overemphasize the manna system to the to, to infants that we, we can begin to give infants in Christ a sense as though the whole of the systems of Zion is about them. And we say things like, you know, um, 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 you know, we, 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 we say some things to inspire, you know. Um, um, the reality of God's love in, in, in God's people. And those are important, okay? But you see, we must not overstretch it to the point where it now becomes hard for God's people to, to drop the manna system and enter into the, the other higher systems of Zion, okay? So we see that for, for Jesus, Jesus so they told Jesus' disciples in Matthew chapter 2, I mean, in Mark chapter 2, why don't they fast? And Jesus said, in those, for now, because I'm here, I'm there, I'm the one that is giving them manna. Okay, they don't need to fast. But the day will come when I'm taking away, they will fast in that day. Now, in Mark chapter 9, remember the story when Jesus, you know, Jesus went to the mountain and the disciples were, you know, the disciples had to, um, disciples had to, disciples had to heal this, the disciples had to heal this, this man's son who was epileptic or had a palsy or whatever. And they could not. And then when they came, Jesus then healed the boy. And when they went into the house, Jesus said, they said to Jesus, yeah, why could we not do it? And Jesus said, because you don't have faith. That's one. Okay. But Jesus then said, number two, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. So that prayer and fasting that they were not doing in chapter two, where Jesus said, don't worry, it's not your time. Jesus began to casually introduce to them, look, you guys are still going to do this thing because I'm not going to be here with you all the time. Of course, the spirits will be here with you. But when the Spirit comes, His job is to lead you into ownership and maturity such that the Spirit would energize you. But to engage the Spirit, you have to fast and pray. Okay? So the same Jesus who said, no need for them to fast. The same Jesus who said, this kind went not out by prayer and fasting. And we know, of course, by the time we begin to read the book of Acts, the fastings of the church. Okay? The Bible says that Paul was writing in 2 Corinthians, he talks about himself, he said, in fastings often. Okay? So that's manna. Manna is a system where God is doing everything. Your, your, your dimension of faith in the manna system is a, is a dimension where you only need faith to receive. Okay. So what Bible says that, because of, course of time now, we need to move quickly. Bible says in the book of, in, in Joshua 5 that we read, that when they got to the borders of, 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 of Canaan, that the manna ceased. And they began to eat of the food of that land. Okay, and of course, you know that for them to continue to eat of the food of the land, it meant one thing they had to now begin to plant and then begin to wait and then begin to reap. Okay, 
it now introduced a demand on them. It introduced a demand because we are so, sometimes we are so, 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 you know, so some things we are praying about and saying, God, take us back to the old days. It's actually a prayer of immaturity because you are saying that God, take us back to the days where we didn't have to do anything. You were doing everything for us. But God is saying, no. That system, it worked because at that time you were an infant. I was trying to work some things into your spirit and into your soul. But those days are not coming back again. Now is a time of partnership. I, Paul said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. God is not going to plant for you. God is not going to water for you. But he will give the increase. Okay, so in the manner dimension, there was no planting. There was no watering. They just had finished product. But in the New system, the system, the higher system of sowing and reaping. It was a system, or should I call it the system of spiritual investment. It was a system that then required you to learn new skills. In 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 um in the system of 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 manna, Bible says in the book of Numbers, okay, that they began to learn how to you know do different things with manna. Some could boil it, some could could maybe fry it, some could roast it, whatever it is. But everything everything was manna. Okay, but in the system of spiritual investments, you now had to learn how to plant. Higher skills are required. You now had to learn how to tend the things you've planted so that it will not die of drought or die of flooding. Or, or you, now, you now need to learn how this weather works. When is the best time to plant this and that? Okay, you, you play your part. You water it, but God will give the increase. So, I believe that in this time, as a people, as individuals, as we are marching into inheritance... God is calling us higher to come into higher realms of spiritual intelligence. If all the spiritual intelligence you have is how to receive manna, you cannot enter into this thing that God is talking about because those skills will not be enough to, 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 to thrive in, in Canaan. Okay? So imagine that some people insisted and said, this manna that stopped, we are not going to allow it. We are going to declare a one-year fast. Manna must come back. I mean, maybe you do a big billboard. And the title of the program, you know, Nigerians, we have, have you know, we don't have to do program, um, give interesting titles to program. I say, one year fasting, manna must come back, featuring great men of God. Manna, well, you will do that and do that. Manna will not come back. Because God is saying, look, in this time, manna is gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's, the manna is going to wait for the next generation. Okay? When I say next generation, I'm in Zion. Okay, the, for the infants in Zion, yes, manna is for them. But so once you begin to notice that the manners, because the children of Israel didn't apply to God and say, okay, God, we are now ready, let the manners stop. No, God stopped it by Himself. So there are some things that God is withholding now that should be proof to you that heaven is passing a verdict on you. And they are saying, look, son, daughter, we are calling you higher. It's not a time to engage and waste your strength in insisting. That manna must come back. One year program, three, six, five days fast. We are fasting as a nation. Manna must come back. No. It's a time to lock yourself and begin to engage the spirits and engage the skills of God to acquire new skills, to acquire new intelligence on how to engage the promises, on how to engage the things that God has so that you can produce something that is more than manna. Manna only lasted one day. Okay, that was sustenance. But you see, with, with, with spiritual investments, with trees that they were planting, with food that they were planting, they could plant trees and plant things that the next generation could benefit from. Manna cannot do that. So that instead of just believing God for 
you know, a dimension of, because there's a, there's a dimension of grace where everything is done by God. But there's a dimension of grace where we are working with God, where Paul says that, I labored more than they are, yet not I, but the grace of God that was working where? In me. Okay, that's the dimension of grace that we need to get into to mature. The Bible says that the manner ceased. The manner ceased. What, what is the manner that is seizing in your life today? What is the manner that is seizing? What are the things that God is shutting down and saying, you, you used to enjoy this before, but now we are calling you from, from Zion. We are calling you to higher things, okay? There's a song we used to sing those days. Zion is calling me to a higher place of praise. He's calling you higher. He's calling you higher. Are you going to respond? Or are you going to sulk and keep insisting for manner to come? So I, 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 I want us to look at some examples of, of manner, the, the manner system versus the spiritual investment system and see how that applies to us. And then there's another system totally unrelated to manner, but I'll, this, this, this is about the spiritual systems of Zion. And it's a system, if, I, if we have the time, we'll talk about it, okay, which is the systems of human equipment. Okay, we'll deal with that. But if we don't have the time, then that's fine. So if you go to Isaiah chapter 55, okay, Bible says in Isaiah 55, let me read quickly because of time. It says that, Isaiah 55, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways. So when you talk about ways, ways talk about systems, okay? So, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts, your thoughts, okay? Every system is powered by ideas and ideologies. What is saying, my system is made from your earthly system. My thoughts, the thoughts, the ideas that power my system is different from the system you are used to. So when somebody is saying that my system is different from yours, it's, it's, an intro, it's an invitation to learning. That's why the Holy Ghost has been given to us, to learn the systems of Zion. Okay? So it says, and for some of us who are already in Zion, then there's room to learn the higher systems. The higher systems. So, because when, look at when Jesus, when Jesus healed that boy in, in, in Mark 9, and he said to the disciples, he said, the reason why he couldn't heal him was because of faith. That's one dimension. That's the system in Zion. But then Jesus now added another dimension and said to them, however, this type, even with faith, you may not be able to do it unless you add prayer and fasting. So that means that it's like a doctor. You are treating malaria and, you know, you, you did the test. There's malaria, in the, there's malaria in the blood. But you are treating malaria. The malaria has, has gone, but the person has not recovered. Then you now call for new investigations. Okay? So that's what Jesus was saying. Like, look, there's a system of faith that you know, but the system of faith also has different expression. Prayer and fasting is a dimension that can elevate faith and produce power. Okay? So, it says that my ways are higher than your ways. Your thoughts, my thoughts, your thoughts. For as verse 10 says, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and board. Why? That it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. The rest of it, of course, says, so shall my word be. But you see, the Lord identifies two sets of systems or personalities in the kingdom. There's the eating system and there's the sowing system. You can already tell which one is the eating system. The manner system is the eating system. All you need to do is just receive. It says that the eating system provides bread to the eater. But what do you do with bread? You cannot, sow, you cannot multiply bread. Okay, even though, yes, Jesus did miracles, multiplied bread. But you see, those are one-off things. To guarantee the sustenance of bread, what God will then do for you is not to give you bread, but to give you seed. And many of us, we are praying big prayers. 
of manna must come back. Okay? And God is responding to those prayers with seed. And he's saying, look, I want to introduce you to a system of creation, to create with me, to create with me, where I will give you seed, you will tend it, because inside that seed is, is, is the ability to give you all the bread you need for now and for your generations to come. But what do you need to do? You need to unrecognize the seed, learn the things you need to learn, and then plant it, tend it, and let God give increase. So, it's like he's calling us to a time where we can partner with him. We do the part that we can do, and then he does what he can do. Okay? So, he says that, he may give seed. So the rain is the same rain that is coming. If your if your dimension, if you are still at the eating dimension, it will give you bread. But the same rain, okay. If you are a, if you are a spiritual investor, it will give you seed. Okay. So he said it will give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So we know that the manna was bread. It was like bread. This is bread from heaven, and God is saying that. My power, you need to make a demand on what you want to do with my power. My power can give you one of things where you are constantly in a cycle of, oh God, oh God, help me to do this. Oh God, help me to do that. Or my power can introduce you to a, a new system of investment where you, you take an inventory. What are the things that God has already deposited in me? And then from that inventory, you begin to ask the Lord questions. You begin to partner with him to enter into dimensions. And then you are able to produce things that can equip generations to come. Okay, so it's, it's, it's inviting. So the manna, so it's actually a, a thing of grace for manna to cease. I want you to lift up your right hand and say, Father, thank you for every manna. That has seized in my life. Thank you. Because it's an invitation to maturity. It's an invitation to maturity. Say thank you for every manner that has seized in my life. Because it means that you are inviting me to your systems. Because the system of spiritual investment is the system at which God operates. When you go to Genesis 1 and you begin to look at how God made the heavens and the earth. How did he do it? It was through investment. Say let there be light. Then the next thing. Then the next thing. Then the next thing. He said let the, let the this be this. And then the Lord made it. So he spoke it and he made it. Then he now said, let there be creatures that will go out of the sea and let them have the ability to reproduce after their own kind. So God began to do that. Even when God put man in the, in the garden, the Bible says that God planted. He didn't just command. He planted a garden okay, to be. The Bible says in Genesis 1 that God commanded the animals and they came. But the Bible says in chapter 2 that he formed it. He formed it. Even man, he formed man. So God, there's a, there's a relationship between the speaking of God and the working of God. They are working in harmony. Okay, so, so God is calling us to embrace higher systems. I want us to look at a few examples, very quickly, in the short time we have left, of a call, a call, okay, to a higher spiritual system in Zion. We'll look at two quick ones. Um, let's go to 2 Kings chapter 4. It's a story that we know so well. Okay, now you see, they were, as I was preparing for this, as I was reading Second Kings chapter 4, the Holy Spirit just ministered to my heart and said to me, have you noticed that between Elijah and Elisha, there were some dealings with women? So, the, so for Eli, you know, Elijah was the spiritual father of Elisha. And Elijah, you know, he, there was a woman he dealt with. First of all, Elijah dealt with Jezebel. But then he also dealt with, there was a woman, the woman of Zarephath. The Bible says that God told Elijah, he said, I've commanded a woman, a widow woman there to feed you. Okay? And what happened? That encounter with that woman was an encounter of manna. Where, the Bible says, 
that your 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 that say that until the end of the famine, your seed, I mean that that you will not run out of bread, okay, so that um, the, 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 the her her food did not finish until until the famine ended. But when the famine ended, of course she had to go back to a regular life of investment, okay. So, but that was one dimension. That was, that was the Elijah dimension. It was a, it was a dimension of manna, okay. He came, met the woman. The woman said, "Look." This is the last food I have. I want to eat it and die. And Elijah said, go and prepare for me. Prepare for me and your food will not finish. Okay? So that was it. That food was supernaturally sustained and stretched by God. Okay? But there was no way that if the woman wanted to become a merchant of grain to feed nations, she couldn't feed nations through that process. It was a sustenance process. And we need to get it that some things, some, some, some mountains that we are trying to die on, God is saying, look, I only introduce you to that dimension of me to sustain you. There are higher dimensions. There are higher dimensions so that I'm not just trying to give you healing, for instance. I'm trying to invite you higher to begin to give health to nations. Okay? I'm not just trying to help you to pay your rent every year. I'm calling you to a higher system where you are able to, you know, with wisdom on how to order your finances and how to access the mind of God, you know, to, to produce wealth on the earth. I'm calling you to be able to even now to create housing for the for the for the unhoused, okay. So those are dimensions. So Elijah, that was one woman in Elijah's life. She he introduced, I mean, he introduced a manner dimension to her. Then there was another woman in, Elijah, in Elisha's life now, and this was the woman who you know I think we'll see that we we'll see her in um in later later verses I think the woman the rich woman who had um she had wealth and she didn't have a child you know and all of that. But see, this was another woman in Elisha's time. The Bible says in 2 Kings 4, said that the certain woman of the wife. So, sorry, before I read it, so I was saying something, and I said that the Lord was showing me that, and I was asking the Lord, why are you emphasizing women for me? And I also said the Lord is saying that in this season, he's raising his daughters. He's raising his daughters, especially in the place of resources, that you need to begin to see yourself as one that the Lord is equipping with resources these days. And that in any way you have been put down by the society, any way you have been pulled down by culture, any way you have been pulled down, the Lord is saying, I'm coming to break you out of those restrictions. I'm coming to break you out. I'm coming to make you a woman of means that, that it will no longer be said concerning you as a woman that the things that you need to produce, the things that you you need to give you you need to operate as is at a sustenance level no see the lord is saying he's calling the women of his the women in zion he's calling them to become distribution centers distribution centers of spiritual resources distribution centers of power distribution centers of wealth distribution centers of wisdom so as a woman if you are sensing that resonates in your spirit you need to begin to press into god and to align yourself with it so this woman her husband was dead that was the support system she had he was dead and before the husband died, the Bible says that he was in debt. He was owing money. So instead of him, the Bible says that a good man lives an inheritance. His children, this man was a good man, but he couldn't live an inheritance. So I don't know if he was so good, but it was a, at least he served the Lord. Okay, and he lets us know that we need to live our lives in balance. Okay, that's something that the Lord is teaching me now. That we need to live our lives in balance. Okay, the Bible says that the city of God, and if we have the time, we'll go into it in Revelation 21. It talks about the city of God being a first square city where the, 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 the height and the length and the breadth is, is the same. So he's talking about balance, 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 so that you are not living your life out of balance, okay? The same Jesus that walked on water, okay? When they wanted to go into Jerusalem, he didn't walk on air. He, he, he looked for a donkey, 
Okay, so balance, 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 balance is very important. Okay, so it's the first question. Is balance four is the number of stability. Okay, if you have a chair, it has to it needs to have four, four, four sides for it to stay. Okay, so let's let's move on very quickly. Um, so so this woman had a problem, and the Bible says that she went to Elisha, perhaps for him to give her manna. Okay. I wanted to borrow money from a man of God. <laughs> okay? Or maybe say, man of God, borrow me the money. <laughs> I don't know. But, or give me, man of God. I've seen you do mighty works. Please, call us decree. Give me miracle money. Let me wake up and see money under my pillow. Or let me go to the ATM and put my ATM there and money will just come out even though I don't have money in my account. I've seen God do this. I'm not on the very serious. I've seen God operate like this. But these are, these are, these are dimensions of God. These are systems. These things I described. Okay? I'll give an example. I don't know time has gone. I know you like to hear stories. You know, there was a time that I was in a season in my life and I was very financially, you know, the Lord had told me to, you know, stop working for a bit. And in that period, I was seeking God. And my savings ran out. I had no money and I was just seeking God. And I was, I had a need. I had a need. And in fact, somebody, the need was just, just was not just mine. A young man came to me and said, sir, I need to pay school fees. I'm, I'm about to look And I said, God, I need money to help this guy. Okay. So somehow I got people around. The guy got money. He paid his school fee. But then he not needed money to sustain himself. Maybe just buy food in school. So that day I was praying and praying and praying and praying. And I heard the Lord say, I, had a, I saw a vision. In that vision, I saw one of my trousers, a brown trouser, the right pocket of it. So it was hanging and said, go and go there and you see money. And of the truth, I went there and I dipped my hand in the pocket. Wads of thousands of naira. It was amazing. How did he get there? I don't know. Okay, that was a mana system. Okay, but you know that I can never build wealth like that. I can never say I want to, I want to do anything significant. And every day I wake up and say, go put money in my right pocket of my brown trouser. It cannot work. Okay, but see, some of us we want to we want our lives to be tethered to, to lower systems of Zion. So that happened just like Jesus when he had to pay his or the bill he had to pay, and he said to Peter, he said, "Go to the fish, open the mouth, and bring money out." That's his, that's it. those things. I mean, you should, you should you should those things will happen from time to time. But that, but when it comes to replicable systems of life, things that you can transfer to the next generation. You cannot transfer that. You cannot transfer that thing. You can transfer the grace for that to happen, but you cannot transfer that itself. Okay? So, when, so it's important that as we are raising the next generation, we must raise them with the spirit to produce and not just the product itself. Otherwise, they will not be able to generate it on and on and on. So, 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 so that what happened to this woman. She, she, she had a need and Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me what you have. Ah! You, you, how can you go and meet somebody and say, bros, I need help. And the person asking you, what? if I had something, I won't come and meet you now. Do you understand? So Elisha was asking her a question. He said, look, I want, to, I want to relocate you from the mana dimension to the spiritual investment dimension. He said, what do you have? And the woman first said something. She said, your maid servant has nothing. Because when you read the word of God, you need to be able to read it in the spirit of how it must have been said. What do you have? <laughs> oh my God. I have nothing. Maybe a, a voice just whispered in my ear. I said, but you have oil. And I said, I have nothing. 
In fact, maybe the way she even said it, when she talked about the oil, she said it in a way to make the man of God know that I really, true, true, I'm not getting anything. Because what is oil compared to the one to sell your children? Kind of, mind the kind of money that they would have been owing for it to lead to selling of children. Okay. I don't have nothing. I don't have anything. It's just one stupid oil I have. And then I said, ah, but you have something. So, the spiritual investment dimension shows us that when God wants to bring us in to purpose, he gives us seed. He gives us something. And one, that, that seed that we have from God can be anything. It can be an ability. can be a word from God. It can be a relationship. Whatever it is. But you see, that seed generally will not look like what you are looking for. But it will have the capacity to produce what you are looking for for generations if you work it right with the grace of God. Don't forget, Paul said, I planted, Apollos watered, and God gave the increase. But God will not plant for you. You have to plant. God will not water. You have to water. So, 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 then the man of God now began to give her instructions. Say, my sister, this is not a time for miracle money. I can do that, but I, if I do that, it will only solve this problem. What next? You may have to borrow again and then they may not need to sell your child. Okay? So he said, let me give you a system that can guarantee, you know, your source, your guarantee your productivity. Okay? Because God has, God has told us some fantastic things and we must move from the place of just saying, oh, the Lord told me this. To begin to engage the Spirit of God to reveal to you the system and processes through which the thing He has said to you will come to pass. Declaring it is great because declaring it is at the foundation of the realization of promises. But you see, the same God, Bible says, and God said, let the firmament, Bible now says, and God made it. He said it, but He made it. Okay? So it's a system. So he said, and I said to I said, go and borrow vessels. You have to borrow, God will not borrow vessels for you. You have to borrow the vessels yourself. He said, borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors. Empty vessels. Do not gather a few. So what did that mean for her? She needed to now get a piece of paper. I said, my sons, come. Where can we get vessels? It, it added, those, those are skills now. Because for you to transform your seed to a tangible harvest that will not only benefit your generation, but generations to come, is going to introduce new skills required. New skills, new skills. And God is calling us higher. It's going, what's, I mean, this, this looks like a natural example for, I mean, financial, you know. But these are principles that are spiritual, okay. Let's look at, some of us have a burden, you know. Right now, your issue is, I want to be healed of this appendicitis, or of this hernia, or this, um, or this, um, what's it called now, or this, um, I'm, 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 right now, I'm, 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 I'm seeing someone ulcer. I'm seeing that in the spirit. I want to be healed of this ulcer. Okay? And God is saying, I don't only want to heal you of ulcer. I want to keep you healthy. But I, now, I also want you to become a colossus of demonstrating my healing power to the nations. Okay? Now, all you need to do to get that healing of ulcer, maybe you hear that Pastor Kenny is doing a worship program and she's saying, she titled the program Healing Worship. I said, ah, I know that Pastor Kenny, if she ministers, angels are normally, I can I feel the anointing. So you go and join that her meeting and you are healed. Okay. But you see, for you to now graduate from receiving healing for ulcer to becoming a healing colossus, you will need more than attending Pastor Kenny's program. You will need to do the things that Pastor Kenny did, okay, to get you healed. You need to do that. You need to now engage the word of God. Because sometimes, you know, the, the spirit of God can carry you. Okay, and then you just get some things. 
But that is just a personal thing. But if you want to enter into reproductive abilities of God, you need to engage God. You need to engage. You now need to start to have intercourse with the Word of God. You now need to spend time praying. You now need to spend time fasting because you're trying to build a system. Because the same Jesus that said to his disciples, no need to fast. He said to Jesus that said, this kind went not out by fasting. So there's some stirrings that are going on in your spirit. There's some stirrings going on in your life. And you are trying to use the systems through which you received something for yourself. You're trying to use that system to generate spiritual ability for a multitude of people. It's not going to work. He says it's from faith to faith. That first level of faith, okay, will not help you in this dimension where you do, now you are not just a receiver. You, have been, you, want, you desire to be a distribution center. God is going to call you to do some things. So, with this woman, what happened? He said, go and borrow vessels. That meant that if she had, if she had quarrel with some neighbors, she had to now, this new dimension meant that she had to make peace with them. She had to swallow her pride and say, I'm sorry. I know I, I always used to insult you that you are prayerless, but please, I need your vessel. Please, forgive me. Okay? She had to, it, 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 it made a demand on her people's skills. Okay? It says that when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. And they pour into the vessels and set aside the one. God was not going to do that for them. They had to do that by themselves. And then she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons. Who brought the vessels? I'm rushing now. Who brought the vessels to her? And she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said, there's none. So you know that the limits to which... The, so it was God that gave the increase. That's what Paul said to us. It was God that gave that's um, First Corinthians three. He said it was God that gave the increase. Okay. So in this in this case here, the, the the gathering of the vessels, she had to do it. The shutting the door, she had to do it. The pouring of the oil, she had to do it. But the multiplication of the oil had to come from God. And God is willing to play His part if we are willing to do do that. Now when she did that, she brought the oil to the man of God. And the man of God says something. He said, go and sell. Ah! Man of God, so I have to sell it. What did that introduce? Selling skills. You have to now sell the oil. He says, and pay your debt. And then you and your sons live on the rest. She was expecting a gift from the man of God. But she got a financial system. She was expecting a miracle from the man of God. But she got a miracle and more. She got wisdom. She got new skills. And God is telling us in this time. Say, look, because manna is seasoned, I'm calling you to raise your level of engagement. Some of us, the only thing we know about prayer is when you go out to be prayed for. But God is saying, no, you are saying big things. But these big things, you cannot see it in your life if you don't shut down the manner of just being a recipient of prayer. Of course, we all need to be prayed for, right? And now you begin to generate prayer in the secret place. I'm calling you to now become a prayer machine to spend time. You will have to fast. You will have to pray. You, you, are, you, are, you have been trying and saying, God, my child, my family, we are under a certain affliction. And see, if, 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 if you want to rise up and become the deliverer of that family, you will need to do more than stand up in, in, in stay in line in the queue to be for hands to be laid on you. You will need to rise up. You will need to rise up and gain some spiritual intelligence, gain some spiritual skills, gain some spiritual abilities. And then you will see the dimension of God. A life like this is going to require you to have faith, man. And the faith is going to be required, that's going to be required will be more than just the faith to receive bread. It will be faith 
to start a bakery. It will be faith to buy the baking machines. It will be faith to buy the flour. It will be faith to buy the, the, the sugar. It will be faith to negotiate at the marketplace. It will be faith to trust God for, for lower costs. It will be faith to access wisdom so that you can sell for God to show you the market he's called you to so that you can engage at those levels. It will be faith to do new things. It will be faith to build a distribution system and a logistic system to be able to sell into, the, into your market. It will be faith to hire people. It will be faith to do different things. But you see, these dimensions will not be open to us if we do not remove our hands and celebrate the exiting of manna and not begin to enter into the system of spiritual investment where we are learning, where we are learning, where we are learning the ways of God, the ways of God. Look at Jesus. The faith required to receive from Jesus was not the faith required for Jesus to produce the miracle. Because, you see, for, for you to have faith to receive from Jesus, of course, if you didn't have faith, you may not have received. But you see, for Jesus, even remember when in this Matthew 9, Mark 9 that, we, that I talked about, even when the man, because Jesus asked him, he said, do you believe? The man, told, the man told Jesus, he said, if you can, help my son. And Jesus said to him, if you believe, all things are possible. And the man said, I believe, but help my unbelief. So it was like, Jesus, I believe more, and I doubt more. Okay, normally, that miracle shouldn't have happened. But because Jesus was operating at a higher level of faith than that man, Jesus was not a receiver of bread. Jesus was a distributor of bread. So that even when that man's bread was not enough, his faith was not enough to give him bread, Jesus, because he was a distributor, he entered a realm of, 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 of consumer promotion where you now say, okay, if you buy one bread, you get three for free. That's what Jesus had to do for that guy. So that when his bread was not enough, he could now through his own higher dimension of faith, released to that guy. But how did Jesus get that? When you read the book, when you read the gospel, you see, say he rose up a great while before it was day and he began to pray. You see, when Jesus said in John chapter 4, my meat is to do the work of the Father and to finish it. When Jesus began to say that the reason, in John chapter 8, I think, he said that the reason why the Father is with me always is because I constantly do the things that please him. In the manner dimension, you can live your life anyhow. God will still bless you. In this spiritual investment dimension restrictions are placed on you of course you, you, when I say restrictions now it means that you are, your, your life is regulated by the spirit of God because you know that you are a distributor okay if you want to buy bread from a grocery shop all you need to know is that the bread store will open by 8 and close by 7pm you can go there at any time they will sell for you but you see if you are the owner of that bread store you cannot wake up at any time that bread store has to be open by 8. So for it to be open by 8, you need probably need to get there by 6 and then begin to put the system together to produce the bread that people will come and buy. Some of us, we want our lives to be like a colossus in the finance world, a colossus in the realm of healing, a colossus in the realm of, 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 um, of business, a colossus in any other dimension that God has called you, in strategy, in wisdom, in, in agriculture, in all of these things, that, these fantastic things that God has called us to do. But it's going to require that. But we want to engage those things with the faith level or with this, from the system of the man that just wants to wake up and buy bread at any time. No. The systems are different. I mean, I had a lot more to share on systems. I wanted to go to Revelation 21, to begin to talk about the systems of, 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 that, that God puts in men. When the Bible says that in Revelation 21 that 
in the city of God, in the heavenly Jerusalem, which is Zion, okay, that the foundations of that city are the 12 apostles. And that, I mean, the, yes, the, the foundation of the city are 12 apostles, and the walls of that city, now the gates of the city, are the names of the 12 sons of, 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 of Jacob. Okay, I'm beginning to show you how, you know, God can make a man, God can transition you from being a man to becoming a system on the earth. But, I mean, you can read that yourself in Revelation 21. I wanted to show you in Psalm 110, you know, the ways of the system of God. When God said, he said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand. And began to, to begin to show you the beginning of the system of God, it starts from a place of rest. You have to sit. The Bible says in Psalm 149, it said that let the saints be joyful in their beds and let them sing, you know, let them sing from their beds. What do you do in your bed? You rest, okay? But that singing, because if you look at the next verse in Psalm 149, it says that let them go up with the praise of God in their mouth and a double-edged sword in their hand to inflict vengeance on the enemies of God. That's all of those battles. There's a system for battles, okay? Maybe I should just do Psalm 110 and just touch it briefly about some of these systems, and then we can just wrap up and begin to pray and ask God to, for more. Because there's more. There's more in God. There's more. We need to get tired of, of, of the manner dimension. He said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your foot too. It's a dimension. The first thing that in the, in, the, in the advanced systems of God, the beginning is God. In the, in the manner dimension, you are so focused on yourself. You are told that everything that God is doing is for you. Okay, but in the advanced dimension, everything you are doing is for God. To the beginning is the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, which is, you know, Jehovah himself said to my Lord, Adonai. That is, in, 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 in Matthew 22, I think, um, Jesus was quoting the scripture and was saying that this was, David saw this. He said that David in spirit, I think that's verse 44 or so, either 42, 43 or 44. He said, he, said, he said, how come David in spirit said, the Lord said to my Lord. So this is, so David was in spirit when he wrote this. Okay, And you see, the beginning of this higher systems of God is that everything starts with God. Your life is, is for God. Your purpose is for God. Your desires are for God. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand. And it, it, it introduces us to a system of rest. That to do anything with God, you have to be at peace. Okay, The systems of God, the higher systems of God, operate by peace. The, the realm of manna, to, uh, to get manna, all you need to do is ask or like children of Israel can grumble, okay? They just cried and threw a tantrum. Oh, God, I will go back to, I will backslide. Okay, God said, angel, give him so that he doesn't run away, okay? But you see, in the higher systems, you have to sit. Say, God, there's pressure outside. Say, sit at my right hand. God, the, the, the nations are coming against us. Sit at my right hand. Oh, God, the, the headsmen, they want to overrun the church in Nigeria. Sit at my right hand. Bible says at 125 verse 1. Say they that trust in God, they are like Mount Zion that cannot be moved. So the beginning system of God, you first of all understand who the Lord is. That the Lord is the, the Lord is at the center. Psalm, Psalm, Psalm 2 talks about he said, I have set my king in Zion. So we're talking about the systems of Zion that in Zion, the king, the, the, the center of Zion is not you, it's not me, it's not our desire. The center of Zion is King Jesus. And then the Lord said to my Lord, sit, sit. So, so the way Christ, God was dealing with Christ is the way God is dealing with us as well. And that in the higher systems, to engage God in the system of spiritual investment, your first role is rest. Sit. And then he said, verse 2, he said, the Lord shall, till I make your enemies your first He begins to introduce early to you. that you have enemies. You have enemies. Enemies, not the people that are troubling you in your office. No. Satan and his host of wickedness. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, he said, a great door and effectual has been opened to me, but there are many adversaries. Okay, so as I said, and there are many adversaries, which lets you know that as God's child, you have to embrace the fact that you have opposition. 
But guess what? In the realm of spiritual investment, you just need to know the systems of battle and your, your, your victory is guaranteed. Okay? He said, the Lord send the rod of your strength out of Zion. So you begin to know that for you to execute the things that God has said concerning you, you have to pay attention to Zion. The rod of strength is the divine ability that God is giving to you. That's why we pray. That's why we pray. To generate, you know, the reality of power in our lives. So that in this dimension, you are prayerful. You are prayerful because God has locked up power on the inside of you. But the power has to come out. The power has to come out. Power has to come out. Okay? So he says, the Lord, has, the Lord shall send the word of your strength out of Zion. So we are, in, we are in constant touch with Zion. We are, we are on earth, but we are not in, we are, at the same time, we are not on earth. We are on earth, but we are in Zion at the same time. So we begin to engage the of Zion. He says, rule in the midst of your enemies. Okay, so again, you are still saying that there's, there are, your ability to rule is tied to the strength you are able to generate from Zion. Bible says concerning Jesus in Acts 10, verse 38, say how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. The Holy Ghost was the rod of power for Jesus. And they went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. That's the enemy. Okay, so, so for, for, for many of us, engagement with the rod of Zion, engagement, there's, there's something God wants to put in your hand that will enable you to rule because the reason why you need to rule is because you have opposition. In that your industry that they said if you, if you enter it as a Christian, you, you cannot come out. Or people, people have tried to enter that place. There are powers there that kill them. Or you enter a nation and say, God, no. It's because you have not encountered the road from Zion. When you encounter the road from Zion, okay, it, you, you are equipped to rule. So that the fact that there's opposition against you, you thrive on it. Next week, we're going to talk about prepare for war. Okay? Then he said, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll push this to next week. Okay? And just talk about it. But you see, the system, but I want to talk about the last system. Verse 7. Okay? Say, he shall drink of the brook by the wayside. We're talking about the Christ on his journey in victory. He will drink of the brook. The brook by the wayside talks about the rivers of the Spirit. In this system of spiritual investment, you are going to intentionally seek to, to be constantly refreshed and constantly bubbling in the Holy Ghost, okay? So that you'll be able to lift up your head and do the business. But we'll look at this dimension maybe next week when we're talking about prepare for war. But this, this, this afternoon, I want you to just begin to thank God. Let your voice begin to thank God and say, God, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking free from manner systems. I'm breaking free. Instead of complaining, now I begin to say, God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you that the manner is God. I thank you for taking away the manner because that is your vote of confidence in me that I've come of age. I've come of age. I've come of age. Now begin to desire the new systems of God. You know, say, God, I'm, I'm willing to humble myself and to learn. You will teach me new skills in the spirit. You will teach me new skills in my trade. You will teach me new skills in my business. I will work with you. I will play my part. I cannot play my part by my strength, oh God. But you will supply the strength so I can plant. Or you will supply the strength so I can water. But you will give the increase. But there has to be a desire in you. A desire in you for more. Oh, begin to desire more. Begin to say, God, I want more than manna. I embrace the reality of the new spiritual systems. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Father. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. Equipments are being released. Equipments are being released. Equipments, equipments to enter into spiritual investments. Oh, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just begin to ask him, begin to ask him that you are exposing yourself to him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And we 
will never settle for less. We know there's more that's found in you. Sing it to him. We will never, never, and we will never settle for less. Yes. Because we know there's more that's found in you. There is more, there is more, there is more. And we will never settle for less. We want more than manna. We know there's more that's found in you. Oh, and we will never settle for less. Yes, we know there's more that's found in you. Father, we thank you, O oh God. You are winning us off manna. You are bringing us into the higher systems of the spirit. You are bringing us into the higher systems of the spirit. Thank you for this vote of confidence, O oh God. We, 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 we separate ourselves from the lower systems. We embrace the reality of the higher systems. We embrace the deployment of divine wisdom. We embrace the deployment of divine strength. We embrace the deployment of divine energy. We embrace the deployment of divine ability, O oh God. We rise, O oh God, like a colossus spread over the earth, O oh God. We realize that you are transitioning us from a sustenance mode, oh God, to a distributive mode. You are calling us to be high-level supply chain and distribution systems of the abilities of the Spirit, of the power of God, of the wisdom of God to the nations. And Lord, we realize that the manner dimension is not going to help us to accomplish this. And so we open up ourselves to you. Let the rod of strength from Zion be deposited in your people. Let the rod of strength from Zion, the rod of power from Zion, the Spirit of wisdom from Zion, the spiritual ability from Zion, be released into our hearts, oh God, that we will partner with you to deliver the nations, to deliver organizations, to deliver families, and to plant the name of Jesus all over the earth. We give you praise, oh God. You have been equipped to do your will. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. This week, oh God, show yourself strong and mighty in our lives with the rod of strength from Zion. Hey, Father, we ask, oh God, that you do a work in us, oh God, that we'll be able to recognize the seed that you have put in us. And through the deployment of wisdom and strength from Zion, we'll be able to produce reality on the earth. Father, we honor you and celebrate you. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the great Spirit of God be with us now until Jesus comes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.